Okay, we are live. This is uh, September 10th, 2017, and we have Jim Deal here. We're talking about the Carrot Bar Gold Saving Business, an amazing, uh, uh, what I call, prepper program for those people who want to save in gold-backed currency because it's better than gold and silver coins, better than any other business like Bitcoin, etc., because it's actually Elbemir certified traveling vaults and the Carrot Bar cards and the currency Carrot Cash notes. Uh, Jim, we were talking about this is part two of our series today. I'd like you to start with the documents we have on the right, <coughs> explaining how getting your new members started fast. Let's go through this. Okay. Now, I want to tie this back to, if you haven't seen the original presentation, you need to go watch that first because it ties directly into this. And this is assuming that <coughs> you've got, let, let me put it to you this way, the stronger their assessment is from the first presentation, <coughs> the more smoothly this will go. If they're a 10 or a, a real high scoring on all this, this will just be a cakewalk. If they're not, this is not going to, you know, it could be like pulling teeth. So anyway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, so you're getting your new team members started first. I'm uh, fast. I'm assuming this guy wants to go fast. He's a 10. He's ready to rock. So I ask him uh, if there's a chance there might be someone he knows on his list, Facebook list, phone contact list, his, his mobile phone, his Christmas card, company directory, church directory, any social groups, any list that he has that just might be interested in a walkaway residual earnings, acquiring gold for nothing out of pocket. Right. And I say, how many? Again, I'm just kind of assessing this guy. And he says, oh, I probably know 3, 4, 10, 25. He might know a whole lot of people. So that kind of gives you an idea of what you're working with again. Uh, it, it's really important that I explain to this guy up front that the beauty of how it only takes two people and not necessarily two people that you know. Uh, I'll give you a classic example. Uh, Tammy was working with the bank. She got involved in this. She introduced this to like eight people. Her husband got real concerned about her getting involved in a network marketing deal. She was making six-figure income at the bank, so he didn't he didn't want her to do this. So she she shared it with a handful of people. Kind of backed off because he overheard her talking on the phone about you know gold and all that. He said, "What's what are you doing? Oh, this is a marketing deal. No, I don't want you to do that." So she backed off. Well, bottom line is, a few months later, she noticed she started commissions started coming in. And she was like, what the heck happened? Well, what happened was, of the eight people that she got <coughs> in, somebody talked to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to somebody that landed some horse in South Africa. And then somebody on her other side talked to somebody who eventually landed somebody uh, in, down in Australia. She didn't know who these two guys were, but they were both animals. And they went after it hard, and she started making a bunch of money. So what's my point? My point is, there was one strong person that came down through her group on her right side. She did not recruit them herself personally. Somebody else brought them in. And somebody, same thing happened on her left side. Again, she didn't <coughs> know who they were. Somebody else brought them in. <coughs> right. Those two people totally exploded her business. Just two people. Now, was it two people she brought in? It was somebody who brought in somebody. Because she only originally brought in eight people. Now, right. that that's... That's the ideal situation. It rarely happens that way. So don't assume that you're going to get eight people and then you're going to walk away and your business is going to explode. That never happens. That's just so rare. I just use that as an illustration that it can happen because of the nature of this marketing system. It only takes two people. Anyway, so <clears throat> what you do is um, you, uh, 
you you to help jog their memory a little bit to help them go on I'm going to jump down to blow as a memory jogger to help them put together a list of folks you wish to build your business with we call it the steam game which is a joke because we made it up <laughs> so uh what I do is I just I make it like a game. I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe a person. Now I'm talking to my new prospect, right? And he's trying to help him come up with names. Uh, and I'm going to describe to you a certain kind of person, and you tell me the, the who comes to mind. And so I go through it. S, salespeople, successful people. T, teachers, trainers, coaches. E, entrepreneurs, energetic, enthusiastic. A, administrators, always positive. M, either in management, money motivated, or money aware. So this is just a little game that we play to help. And when you go through that, if you've got a strong person, you know, if he, if he said, I got 25 people, you'll wind up with 25 people going through this little Steam game. But it's just a little exercise that you walk through with them to kind of help jog their memory and, and to, uh, to help them come up with the names. Then once you have your names, then you'll introduce them, which will be another presentation that we'll get into. But you'll introduce them to our, our sizzle call system, which is simply uh, you and that prospect get on the phone, uh, and I'll, we'll go through all the script later. We'll, we'll do right. that in the next presentation. But anyway, that's that's getting them started. It's basically helping them to identify key people that they know already know. Now, one thing I will say that's really important, if you get a person that kind of hedges on this and they come back with a little pushback like well I really don't want to talk to my friends at that point I stop and I look at them and I say here's what I suggest you do you need to be convinced that this is good for your friends if you're not convinced of that we don't need to go any further at this point so what I'm going to recommend you do is I'm going to recommend you go watch some videos and I'll send them over to uh, Michael Maloney's I found it's one of the best comprehensive explanations of what's going on with our monetary system in gold and silver yeah. it's called the uh, the hidden secrets of money yeah send those over and I'm going to attach it to our NutriMedical.com training uh, link because we'll post yep. these videos on the training link as well which includes uh, Dan Jerome who's now dead he was actually building a multi-million dollar business with carrot bars when he had less than 30% heart function and he died a year and a half ago. So yep. you have to understand yep. that that business is still continuing with his family. Yep. And continuing I'm, part, to build. I'm part of his downline. He Dan introduced me personally into the company. So. Well, here's the thing. At the time, that uh, about two years ago, I think, or two and a half years ago, he was already 105,000 people downline. Now it's probably well over 200, 300,000. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's huge. Yeah, and it's, he was actually one, also one of the advisors on the primary board at in Stuttgart, Germany with Kerpar. So he obviously yeah. was very dynamic, but he understood what's coming. What's coming basically to the world is that fractional currencies are going to blow up. And in fact, you have to think of the fractional currencies as like a house that's going to be soon hit by a hurricane. But someone decides that rather than wait till the hurricane comes, they're going to get on the roof of the tar paper shack in Haiti and jump on it until the roof breaks. So the globalists are trying to blow up the currency because they have their, their their replacement for it, which gives them still control of the financial system waiting in the wings. And so if you're holding real fractional reserve money, you're end up going to lose big time. For example, they call it bailing in is one of the terms. These are very euphemistic terms. They call it the haircut, but I say the haircut where the blade's set below your chin, it's called a guillotine. <laughs> financial guillotine. So the people in, in, uh, in uh, uh, Cyprus about three years ago, they had a guillotine thing where they lost 30% of the value of their money in the banks. And there were a lot of people who were rich from other European countries in America had bank accounts in Cyprus and they lost a lot of money. Um, 
Even Gerald Salente had bank accounts in Cyprus. And people need to understand, if you have a bank account in a fractional reserve bank, a big bank, even like Chase, which is one of the biggest banks in the world, you're going to be in big trouble if you've got a lot of money in there and all of a sudden they say, well, you know, in order to make the bank solvent, we've got to take 30% or 40% of your money. And if people think that can't happen, they need to realize it's happened before. It's actually publicly sanctioned by the British, Canadian, and American governments and European governments so that if it ever gets bad enough, which is getting really close, I mean, a number of the banks in, in Italy and Germany recently had to be bailed out and they actually did bail in people's money. So, you know, this is not theoretical. It's very real. Uh, so Absolutely. that's why I wanted to get a motivated list. And when you do this list, you need two documents called Know Your Customer, and you have to separate the two. You don't want to put them together. And uh, I think one can be a you know uh, a passport or a driver's license, and the other one, what's the other document that you have to use? Uh, it's proof of address, proof of residence. Right, and you can, by the way, even if you have a boat, I had a person up in in Los Angeles had a boat uh, tied up in Santa Monica <laughs> and uh, he, he could get a, a post pack and ship address so as long as you have an address where you can actually use, send and receive mail it's okay you, you know you can't use your boat for an address because <laughs> he didn't have a home they had one of these yachts they would you know lived in the yacht and it was all tied in and then once in a while you take the auto to the open water but otherwise that was his home and I said just get a post pack and ship place or where you can receive mail and you're all set Yep, but he absolutely. wanted to get involved with it. I said, look, uh, I can't tell you when it's going to happen, but you know, this is a game like your kids play the game called Jenga, where you pull the wrong stick and the whole thing falls down. And uh, you try to pull a stick and not have it fall down. That way you, you win, and the next player, if they pull the stick, they're the loser, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so right. that's where this is going. I like your system of esteem. As salespeople, teachers, entrepreneurs, administrators... I tell people, the reason why I do this weekly on a, on a repetitive basis, and even my wife Michelle said, why are you doing this weekly? I said, because as we feed people downline and motivate them, they build networks, and it also helps. And I said, you have to understand, we want to motivate not only relatives and neighbors in our neighborhood, but friends, because even if they have relatively good money, they had their mortgage paid off and their pension funds and their money in the bank, if money becomes dramatically devalued, it's going to be hard to buy groceries, put fuel in your car, or continue a life and it doesn't necessarily mean that the value that the cost of things will go down just means your money may go less it's like you're getting a cereal box you know at some point you want to have don't want to have to pick up a cereal box with tweezers yeah yeah for sure <laughs> you know people say oh no this is our box of raisin bran you can pick it up with tweezers i said no that's a raisin and two little granules of bran you know that's not raisin bran <laughs> so uh, people say, oh, that can't happen. I said, look, uh, the one gram of gold would buy 22 loaves of bread at the time of the Weimar Republic, but it also would buy a people car, a Volkswagen. And if you don't think that can happen again, think again, because the globalists and the politicians are literally electing themselves with the money of your grandchildren by purchasing debt. And the fact that Trump is actually, to stop this geopolitical football, going to take off the debt ceiling guarantees that the dollar's going to blow up. It guarantees it because the only way they can get rid of the debt is to blow it up. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. If I, I think it's Ricker. Uh, there's a guy, Ricker. He's a financial analyst. He's been involved in different administrations in the past. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah. Well, anyway, he was saying uh, he's already got some inside baseball that uh, that Trump's definitely planning on doing something related to gold uh, in January. Yeah, well, I've heard that too. I heard that actually from the LaRouche Foundation. 
there's three steps to the gold thing. Uh, the first step is you have to put in uh, what's called rid of Dodd Frank, which is regulation that, I'll, you know, they said regulates the banks, but really it just makes the big banks more bulletproof and makes them fatter. It's like taking the fat pig and making it fatter, and the little pig just goes it's, out. Yeah, it's protecting the the elite is what it's doing. Right. The second thing is you get rid of uh, what's called the you put back in Glass Steagall that walls off the personal. Uh, money of corporations and individuals so it can't be grabbed by the banks and used to actually uh, increase their own credit worthiness. And the third step is that back the actual dollar by gold. If we put the gold standard back on, which is the same thing that happened, by the way, during uh, uh, Richard Nixon when he visited China, and that was the start of the globalist plan to actually transfer 50,000 businesses every decade to Asia and strip America of its businesses and corporations and then make even repatriation of trillions of dollars real tough because the corporate tax rate is so high. So Trump's trying to reverse all that. He wants to reduce the corporate tax rate for repatriating money to 10%, corporate tax rate to 15% for people and corporations. So not only families would get relief, but corporations and businesses would have the money. And the small banks would get relief because of putting in Glass-Steagall so they wouldn't have so many regulations like Dodd-Frank and they could actually uh, start growing their credit worthiness to supply new development of new technology and new businesses because 90% of the new jobs and businesses 10 years from now haven't even been invented yet. And people don't get this. They don't realize the best inventors in the world are Americans. 90% uh, of the patents in the world are owned by Americans, world patents. 10% uh, are by Canadians, Brits, and Aussies. And the rest is almost nothing. People don't know that, do they? That's why there's two to $300 billion of industrial espionage by China, which part of the trade deal that Trump is going to do with China is to cut them off and not let them do that anymore. And he's also going to lock in their currency so that they can't do currency exchange manipulation. So any bilateral deals won't be involving large groups like the Pacific Partnership or Transatlantic Partnership. It'll be uh, mano y mano, as they say in the mafia. You know, It'll be America versus each nation. And they're not going to be able to pull off stunts. And if they do, they'll renegotiate and say, well, you know, this is not a good deal. We don't want a border tax because sometimes products go back and forth five or six times before you finally build something like we build a frame in America, we send it to Mexico to put leather on the frame to make it a nice car seat for one of our fancy cars. Mercedes builds cars, say, in Illinois or in Georgia, and you want those parts can go back and forth five times between here and places like Italy that makes a special die for a certain thing on the outside of the car or whatever. So, you know, you, you don't want to have border taxes that stymie and make things crazy, which is why when the Brits are leaving, you know, a Brexit, trying to leave the European Union, they don't want to end up with a, with a border tax. Every time it goes back and forth, it, it gets taxed to death, which would kill businesses. And, of course, uh, you know, they'd lose customers, which, you know, this, this is the kind of thing that people are side effects they could anticipate, but they shouldn't do. And, um, you know, what Trump wants to do is he, he wants a win-win situation. So if China wants to win, like with Mr. Ma, to get 15 million more jobs in China, he said, well, I have to make one and a half to two million more jobs in America. That's okay. But don't try to steal our patents and steal our products and sell back inferior products to us um, through our stores, uh, where, you know, it takes 90 days to set up a big corporation in China, but it takes five years in America because of regulation. So... You know, people don't realize if you don't get involved with care bars, all the signs tell me that the regular currencies are going to hit, get hit. And even Trump's policies, uh, he's having a heck of a time. I think it'll be easier after midterms uh, when he gets more Trump supporting congressmen and senators, but he's still going to have a lot of resistance from business and the international uh, forces. 
to try to stop Trump because they don't want a strong America. In fact, they don't want any strong nation, not even China. They want basically nations that may be centers of commerce, but they want the globalists to control everything, don't they? Yep, yep, they want global government. They don't want the uh, national They don't want, you know, it's like the chant by the uh, DACA kids, which I think is kind of stupid on their part because Trump's trying to be compassionate. It says, no nations, no borders, and F-U-C, you know what I mean. <laughs> America, it's like, excuse me, you don't say that to a nation that's all have open arms to you. If you haven't committed a crime, why start with obscenities? When Trump said, look, if Congress can't fix it, I'll step back in, but I don't want to because it's unconstitutional. That would, what Obama did was unconstitutional. And if well, you what's stupid about it is what makes America so appealing is the fact that we are who we are. To, to eliminate our national values is to make us unappealing anymore, and they don't get that. Right. Well, they, <laughs> well, I'll give an example. One of the most appealing things about America is the rule of law. So you, you don't yeah. have patent protection. So I have customers and patients in China and Asia because they don't have patent protection, so they can't trust the products they get are even any good. For example, yeah. they were selling dog food into America that was melamine in Europe, and the melamine is a protein substitute that would cause your dog to go into renal failure and, and die. Mm -hmm. Now, the same thing goes with supplements or anything else. You can buy glasses that have got so much lead in them that if you give them to your kids, your kids are going to get lead poisoning. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. You know, China's got to smarten up and stop doing this kind of stuff, but they don't seem to because there's no regulations, not at all. Well, they and don't have the long view. It's all about the short term and well, the short term. They don't care about the consequences. Well, that's why China will never be a superpower. They yeah. never will. They, they might pretend they're going to be, and they're really smart in some ways because they've got tons of engineers and so on. But until they decide that they have to play fair ball with other nations so they can be win-win, they'll never be a superpower. If you don't have the rule of law so and somebody can trust your laws to protect you, including... The DACA kids have to realize, if you want to be protected from the next waves of illegal immigrants, the DACA kids will be competing with tens of millions of more people that will be arriving. You know, they got 800,000. What about the tens of millions arriving in the next decade or so if they don't put controls on immigration so the DACA kids are overwhelmed trying to compete with jobs from people from all over the place? So if we're going to protect Americans and the DACA kids so they can actually have a place to compete and not be overwhelmed by low-wage labor from third world countries, we have to control immigration at the same time. So that's why Trump kicked it over. Now, the same thing with people with money. If you've got fractional reserve money and you haven't set up a side business to actually, you know, an hour a day, four or five days a week, do a care bars, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a retired teacher, dentist, uh, financial analyst, whatever. If you don't have anything, it's even better than gold because gold and silver you still have to exchange for U.S. dollars or rubles or British pounds, sterling or the euro. And that's a real problem because as soon as you have to exchange with fractionally reserved currency, you're exchanging something of value for something that's in, of no intrinsic value, which is anti-money. That's why the Fed Reserve note says on it, you owe the Fed Reserve so many dollars. I'm thinking, you're kidding. It doesn't say you, you can convert this to gold or silver of something of value or a piece of land. No, no. It says you now owe the Fed Reserve. So when you're holding this money, it actually tells you that now you actually are holding debt to the Fed Reserve. Isn't that wild? <clears throat> yep, yep. It's pretty crazy for sure. It is. So I, I, I hope that this uh, dissertation helped. Uh, you know, you get your contact. Well, I want to wrap up with a couple other points to kind of tie this down if I can. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Just do that. So when people get this yeah. list, if they work it, and you can help them too, uh, Jim, and we can help upline to motivate you, not only your downline, but you can jump, you can be 10 people down deep into your system. So one of the things you've taught me I've been taught by, by uh, Pete uh, Fedick and by others right up the line, 
is you have to work deep, you have to find your geodes, and you have to keep it simple, like John Jerome will say, like washing dishes, and you have to be consistent. And if you do it consistently, it doesn't matter if you're a single mom at home or you're an accountant or a retired dentist, if you're consistent, you're going to succeed. It's just a natural thing. It just it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah, well, the, well, it, it does just happen, but the thing is you've got to have tools in place so that uh, you have a system in place whereby recruiting never stops, and you don't have to be there to make sure it continues. And that's what these documents that we're going through today, the, the first presentation and this is, these are the tools you need that you can pass on to your people so that they can in turn pass on to their people because that way you ensure duplication. You take what works, you teach people how to take what works and t teach them to teach their people how to do that. So it's duplicating. That's all you're doing is you're duplicating. And that <coughs> will ensure that you will go deep. And of course, you want to get in there, and you you want to have your people give you feedback on if it, you know. I always tell my people: if you get some strong people down in your team, go through your line, find out who they are. If you want me to talk to them, get on a three-way call so I can give them some special attention, that kind of thing. Because you want to find those key people as a leader and identify with them and put your time and energy into them. You want to take care of all your people, but you particularly want to focus in on the builders because the builders are what going to build your business and they're going to you're teaching them to go out and do the same thing. Right. Always be mindful of reproducing yourself, duplicating yourself, duplicating your system, finding people that are like-minded, teaching them to go find people that are like-minded. And if you do that, you will always always have growth. You'll always have growth. <coughs> There was one lady, the other thing, in, there was one lady right. in Vancouver that did that, I think two years ago, and within one oh, year, yeah. <clears throat> I think she built a network of 18,000 plus people. <clears throat> oh, she did it in like yeah. in like three or four months. It was crazy. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, so, so uh, again, when I go through this, I'm identifying the key people. So that takes us to the next presentation, which we won't do today. We'll, we'll do it uh, next time. Uh, what do you do once you get these people identified, get these names listed, how do you handle them? So we'll cover that on the next next presentation. I appreciate it, Jim. Uh, and by the way, listen to the shows on usually a Tuesday. Usually it's the first hour on Tuesdays called Care Bar University. If you go to uh, uh, medical.com, there'll be a hyperlink directly to deagle-network.com. There's a drop-down link to Carrot Bars, K-A-R-A-T-B-A-R-S, with uh, Jim Deal, Pete Fedick, and myself, Dr. Bill Deagle. Uh, we uh, teach you on the program. We talk about the reasons of how and why and when. And we have all these videos. And, of course, everything, all these support materials are free. We'll have posted back up here very shortly all the uh, posting uh, YouTube videos by Dan Jeromo and uh, Sizzle Call numbers that we have. We talked about here, the Sizzle Call, where you play that five-minute Sizzle Call and... Uh, that's your prospects. If they're interested, you move forward with the Know Your Customer documents. If they need more, you can send them a video link to YouTube, like these videos we produced or other ones, <clears throat> and uh, they're off to the races. And if you identify the geodes and you help them, you'll build a business in a year. You'll be amazed that you have a secondary income and you have, but literally, it's better than buying an annuity, isn't it? I call this the Care Bar Annuities Program. How's that? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Th thanks a lot, uh, Jim. You did a fantastic job today. We'll do another video perhaps next week. Sounds good. Take care.